This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. Hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm happy to see you. Did you have a nice uh, holiday weekend? I did. I was up in Northern California, so I drove on Sunday to get a jump on the Monday travel traffic, holiday traffic. Up in I'm doing NorCal? the thing right now. Up in NorCal, yeah. Yeah, so, totally, dude. I kind of, I kind of ruined the holiday weekend by doing that, by avoiding travel traffic. And then like the day off, I was sore from driving, which is a very bad sign. So a lot of, um, you know, six hour drive muscular dystrophy. There was a thing and I'm not trying to be crass. But when I'd sit in my car, only when I was in my car, my right testicle was hurting severely. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then I'd sit at home and it didn't, it was fine. Everywhere <laughs> I'd walk around, I'd even go do calisthenics. I'd go to the gym, toss around the medicine ball. And then once I get in my car, swelling of just huh. that one testicle. What are you going to do? Take it to O, 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 yeah. O'Reilly? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Of course, I'm going to a mechanic. I don't have health insurance. <laughs> So he popped open the hood, and by that yep. I mean open my zipper, and hey. the rest gets very erotic. Sorry, have you been on the road? What's happening? <laughs> uh, What's I, going on? No, I haven't been on the road. That's why I'm trying out new <laughs> testicle <laughs> jokes on you. Normally, that no. would be an opener, uh, opening joke, an opener. I don't even remember a lot of the phrases anymore. No, you got You still got it. You yeah, still got it. I still got it. And the only reason I told you that story is so you could remind me, Daddy's still, <laughs> God damn it, I called myself Daddy again. Our guest today has played clubs and colleges all over Very the country. Very excited. 
We're so, we're so thrilled to see him again. It's been quite the last time we saw him was in the car, I believe. Uh, yeah, and years the last ago, time I, I have not seen him in person for years, maybe in passing, yeah. but uh, I'm very happy to see him today. I am too. Everyone, put your hands together, clap alone at your house as you listen for Baron Vaughn. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Absolutely. Hello, hello, Karen. Hello, Chris. Hey, Baron, hello. did you did you hear my uh, swollen testicle uh, story? <laughs> what do you think? Oh yeah, you're the one nut on your butt sort of thing. Yeah, it yeah. definitely has something to do with the way that you're sitting or the way that your seat is positioned. You mm-hmm. want to know, uh, to be yeah. perfectly honest, what uh, stopped it from happening is taking my wallet out of my right back pocket when I drive. Oh, you had some lift it that was, was yes, displacing. It was some sort of a pressure on my sciatic Oh, uh, that turned into a radiating frontal testicular <laughs> swelling and throbbing of pain, all caused by sciatic pressure. It makes mm. me want, just doing that kind of thing makes me want to get into uh, acupuncture. Mm. Oof. Yeah, it, it's rough. Gravity was not your friend in that situation. Exactly. It's a gravity in the weight of my body. Yeah, I've never thing. heard of sciatica presenting in the ball. I think this is medically <laughs> yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think I'm one of the fr- I should be in medical uh, medical journals. <laughs> I'm immensely entertained. Um, yeah, <laughs> the first ball of sciatica. That's, that's what you're throwing out there, Baron. Your career's going great and everything. How's your health? We do a lot of medical chat on this podcast. <laughs> mm. You and I have talked about mental health in the past. Mm-hmm. How's your physical health? Yeah, your physical health. How's your, your resting body, baby? blood pressure? Your yeah, heart rate. Your you know, stats. The last few times I've been to a doctor, and I feel like I am past due. You know, outside of a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like I'm like really uh, due for a full blood panel. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. A good old FBP. I feel like it's time. Me too. Yeah. Let's see how yeah. many of those uh, white blood cells or whatever. There's like little Just scary. Just check in. Yeah. I'm curious. I have no idea what my heartbeat and all that stuff is, what my what my rate is these days. I'm about to start some kind of regimen yeah. for myself designed mm. by none other than me. Really? Oh. You'll be in charge of it? I'm. I've created it. And I'm going to be in charge of it. No Create. one to hold me accountable but me. <laughs> wow! First person I've own- ever done this. <laughs> yeah, really. What's the plan? Uh, to work out. First of all, <laughs> there's so many air quotes. Listener, there's Google so many. Google the air words "workout." See what comes up. <laughs> Copy it. <laughs> see what happens. Eat and then fax it to you, and that's what you'll do every morning. Exactly. Workout. Exactly. I've been I've been taking photos of parts of my body that I can't see with my eyes and text <laughs> I've been texting them to myself. A lot of butt pictures. <laughs> Just to say, hey, keep an eye on what's happening yeah. back here. You gotta look out for moles. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Melanomas. Right. Anything shaped like a state. Anything raised <laughs> up. A skate uh ice skate? A state like Michigan. Or Maine. Oh, a, oh, <laughs> I'll, st- I'll, st- I'll start with the M states. <laughs> like, uh, I like, thought you uh, said steak. 
at first. Yeah. Like, oh, like T-bone. a little prime rib. Yes. Just, yeah. Just sitting there. It depends on what comes to mind when you looked at that discol- uh, that discoloration on Gorbachev's head. Remember? Was it yes. a steak? Was it a steak? <laughs> it was a bir- wasn't it a birthmark? It, I think it was a birthmark, but it was you know, and uh, I, uh, I I I always. I'm so glad you brought him up, Chris. Yes, because I've talk. got a diet. Let's hear this chunk. <laughs> Finally, I'm joking. I'm joking. I got nothing to say. You're from your old set back in 1989. <laughs> My old, the Scorbachev guy, uh, tear down that wall. Am I right? Have you seen this guy? <laughs> Since I've seen you, uh, maybe I've seen you once, but you you have a baby boy. Yeah, I've got two of them, actually. You have two boys? <gasps> two. Dose boys. What How, are the ages, please? Yeah, what's the oldest uh, age? The oldest is four, and he's going to oh, be five wow. in October. And oh. the youngest is... Well, it's June. That's right. So he'll be th- he'll be three in nine days. Wow, three and a five. I knew Uh-oh. about your first boy. I didn't know you had a second boy. I haven't seen you in so long. Three and, years. And you this and I. Is part of the reason you haven't seen me is because I don't pay attention to baby stuff. Listen, <laughs> man. No, 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 no. Just because, like, you know, I disappear. You know, it's not. Right, yeah, right. it's not on anybody else. Like, it's just like I got focused on other things. Everyone's living their lives. There's You're not also, standing around in the back of uh, Meltdown anymore. You've got stuff to do. There's not even a Meltdown. Isn't it condos now or something? It's gone. It's way gone. Yeah. We used to always hang out at the Hollywood Bar and Grill. Mm. And I was always happy to see. Barons of Fun, if you're about to go on stage and you don't want to do comedy... <laughs> Baron's a fun friend that you can see that'll like riff with you and be silly and get you in the mood to do stand up, whether or not oh. you want to. You, That's a good compliment. Yeah, That's you, a very nice compliment. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I, you did that to me many times, huh. and and uh, so thanks for that. I'll, I'll say it less as like I was not necessarily intentionally trying to riff with you to get you in the mood. I just mm-hmm. see a person like yourself or Karen Kilgariff, and I go, well, there's a funny person that I want to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Because in, in any conversation that we're, ha- we're going to have, you're going to be funnier th- to me than anything you do on stage, to be honest. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Always. But most of the time, I'm also excited to see whatever the heck it is you're going to do on stage. You know, and, and that goes for you both. Yeah. Well, there's sometimes in green rooms where there are, you know, we know there's many different types of comedians. Some get real intense and they stare at a very tiny notebook with mm-hmm. even tinier writing in it. And you're not supposed to really kind of talk to them. Some of them are all about getting their bottle of water or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like, I'm depending on who else is in the room, oftentimes I'm just like, I don't want to put anything on anybody and I don't want to get in anybody's vibe mm. they're trying to do. But absolutely, if I would see a Baron Vaughn or a Chris Fairbanks, I would be like, get into a conversation with them immediately. Yeah. So your brain starts working. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you get into a sort of like, this is what we're here for vibe. Whereas yeah. I don't feel that way with everybody. Right. Even comics that are very funny on stage, but it's just like, oh, there's no conversational fun times with this stage-only fun person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, anyway. That's true. Some people get very intense and they get in their zone and you, you know, you can try to feel out who's who and you can never really tell, I feel like, for me at least. 
Yeah, yes. yeah. Because I'm I'm with you, Karen, on like working yourself up into. It's almost like you guys are like sparring partners, and I know I can throw a few rounds with you to get myself in um, in fighting mood or mode, yeah, yeah, if yeah, you will. For yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and mood. And, well, because it is that thing, I think uh, there's somebody that I watched recently. Um, I think it was when we were talking to Emily Heller, and I just said, I think it was her. Mm. There's those comics that you watch and they surprise you because my thing since I started stand-up was I know what they're about to say. I know what this joke is going to be. Like, mm. that's part of my... Um, that's how I prove to myself that I'm a comic is that I know what the joke might be. Yeah. Or there's that kind of, like, mm. anticipation. And the comics that really make me laugh are the ones I'm like, what in the fuck are they talking? I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, Like, yeah. how did you think of this? How did you tag this? Yeah. Like, when did you think of this? And it's such a joy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's how I feel watching both of you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, oh, that's, that's very interesting. Nice. Yeah, that is, that's very true. And then it yeah. feels like I'm part of your stand-up because I... Because I didn't guess the punchline, and therefore I am a part of this. I help you write that. I get credit. No. Yeah, that's, I I just, I miss that. I miss how things were stand-up-wise as far as, we're all, even if we're not taking a break, we're doing shows off by ourselves safely or not safely, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But I miss Who knows anymore? Being being forced to hang out in a kitchen <laughs> where people <laughs> are trying to prepare food. Remember that Hollywood Bar and Grill show where they there was no green room. We just hang out in the kitchen, and they're actually running food. So you're trying to stand out of everyone's way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So everyone felt <laughs> ill at ease, and I would hide in the bathroom to look at my notes. Oh yeah, but also the door to outside was through the show. Like you had to walk right. past the stage to go outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Great. But I miss it for some reason. Mm. You know it's what I mean? It's called nostalgia. It's called it is, romance. Yeah. It it's is. Called... <laughs> I don't know what that's. There it is. It's like rubbing, rubbing velvet on a sunny night. Yeah. <laughs> ASMR. It's just like that. It really is. So warm at night. Yeah. That show was. Satin on a moon filled day. <laughs> yeah. Different yeah. textures of sex. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you say sax, sax. Yeah, state, steak, sax, sexual denim. Okay, what were we talking about? I forgot. I actually j- exchanged pictures of your one of your sons today uh, with the great Danielle Kramer, who used to work at Meltdown. It's what it probably had, why I thought of that, and because she said. I said, we are doing the show with you. And then she said, oh, he has babies now. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then she sent me a picture oh. of your baby. And it is the cutest baby. And I know people yeah. say it all the time, whatever. But I was like, Danielle sent the picture. And then I zoomed in on the baby's face and sent it back to her. Because I was like, look at this baby's oh, face. Is it the very, because I've been looking at pictures too. Uh, very, uh, someone commented blue steel, like a very serious, <laughs> straight in the camera, like a mo- a baby modeling picture. I th- That's I, the one hey, I would. I'm with hey. it. Like, I'm, I'm happy that, like, I got some cute kids. Oh, that, yeah, they're, that, oh, no, which that's, baby is that baby? Yeah, that's a that that's I that's now have on my phone. That's the that's, oldest. That's Savion when he was really young. Oh, yeah, that's so my sweet. goodness. That's a that's a catalog baby. Have your babies ever done any catalog work? Not yet. You know, okay. who knows if we're going to try to do that? Who knows if I want to give them a showbiz childhood? 
<laughs> you or got a real one. It's just yeah. extra income. If you got beautiful babies, you got to get them in print. That print ad revenue. That's right. Get that. Let's <laughs> get those model dollars. Get that Oshkosh Bagosh money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Baron, because you played violin, correct? Violin is I the did right as a, instrument. As a very small child. Yeah. Do you think you're going to have your kids play an instrument or the violin specifically? You know, I've been thinking about that a lot because I kind of look back at my own childhood. Now, it's it's this thing where I have to, like, make sure to keep a gap between what I did and what they're yep. going to do, right? Yes. Yeah. It's very easy to try to force something on kids. Yeah. But I look back at my own childhood and uh, go, man, I wish I didn't take those music lessons for granted, you know? Yeah. And yes. Even if I didn't like them, like I still maintain a lot of that knowledge and it still applies to so much of my life in all these different ways that are just for me most of the time. But I would love it if they, even if they hate it, get some sort of education. There's even something about like, I don't want to do this, but then later being like, oh, maybe I actually liked that. Yeah. Yes. And then come back to it whenever or whatever. But, you know, they show a little prowess. Right. It's, it's again... I have to get to a certain point before I'm spending money on it. Right. Because <laughs> there's only so much money. Yes, that's true. And is there anything they're interested in now that that like you can see that they're, do they love Star Wars or do they love a sport or do they love art or anything? Well, both of them kind of show a little bit of musical ability, I will say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't realize how much I pathologically beatbox around the house. <laughs> you don't know how much you beatbox until there's a child always watching you doing it. And then suddenly they just think that that's how you are supposed to be going around the house going... <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm like, is he beatboxing all of the time? Is that what I do? And now mm. I know that like I've been beatboxing. So it's like, there's always music <laughs> happening or... Obsessive compulsive disorder happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happening in front of. <laughs> hey, it's better than whistling. I, I had a lot of uh, nervous <laughs> whistlers in my. Yeah, yeah, just like a, oh, try just whistling, trying not to think about World War II. <laughs> what? Can yeah, you do just, an impersonation of this? <laughs> like, like uh, my grandpa would whistle maniacally like a bird, <laughs> not a tune, but just freestyle but whistling. Uh, and wait, my, my grandma did it too on each side and it made me oh. nervous. I, it, the whistling made me nervous. And now I have a thing I'm realizing right now it's coming to the surface. <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> people whistling makes me nervous where I wow. think they're pretending to be happy or they're just straight up a serial killer. And I, I need to let wow. go of that because that was just childhood trauma. I'm not saying <laughs> beatboxing does that. I think little kids love to hear a good a good beatbox riff. Yeah, they must love it. Who knows? Yeah, but 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 crazy <laughs> bird whistling. Not their father. <laughs> like beatboxing oh, is going to be part of their personalities. I'm still finding out who they are. You know, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I uh, someone came to school one day and they they're like, okay pick out your instrument and trombone was left over. And I, hmm. that's how I was assigned the trombone. And I, I never enjoyed it, but I do look back on it. Like it was my first time having to do a solo 
Like you'd leave school mm. and have to play a song that you were supposed to learn in a church basement or something. And some uh, person in a tweed jacket would judge how well you did it. <laughs> and and that, you know, that's like a good, you know, human building ex- experience. You know, yeah. it's like, but did I think trombone was ever going to be in my future or did my parents ever, you know, they didn't know the third wave of ska was coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they could. They couldn't have known. They so, thought MXPX yeah. was the end of it. They were yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> here over. comes Safe Ferris." Yeah, right my, you know my dad's my dad's more of a Goldfinger guy. But oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah. <laughs> well, Karen, you because you play. It's, I almost want to say that isn't that a symbol behind you? <laughs> oh no, it's that's just, just a li- that's a weird little end table that doesn't really go with anything that I just oh, okay. stuck there. But it kind of looks like a little hi hat. It looks it? like a it does uh, look like a little hi hat. Animals <laughs> Muppet symbol, yes. <laughs> and you've either so got no. the and Chris has either got the continent of Africa or a that's broccoli. Gorbachev's birthmark. <laughs> As a, but it's also a clock. It's yeah, a clock. It's, yeah, that's a sliced redwood burl. Oh. They, they take the trunk and they slice it like bread, and then my dad buys it and makes furniture. <laughs> wow! In the sixties, fun. Yeah, but Karen, you play you play music uh, to this day. Like I've seen you play the guitar a lot of different times. You know, and that's like the late life. Um, all the comics I came up with from San Francisco played the guitar because that's kind of how they amused themselves when they went on the road. Like they would go. Mm. That was like the glory late late 80s, early 90s glory days of like, you could go on the road as a middle and like make a living. So so there's, I knew lots and lots of comics who were just like, here's five open chords. Now you can play any Eagle song. And that was, um, I'd always wanted to play an instrument. And we actually had a piano in our house and I still mm. couldn't get my parents to get, sign me up for lessons. That's they so just funny. wouldn't do it. They were just like, well, who's going to drive you? I'm not driving you. That was oh, always like their wow. response. So later in life, when I was kind of like, had the ability and had, you know, like Eben Schletter, the genius who did the music for Mr. Show and lots of other stuff, he was just a, one of our friends that was around all the time. So he literally was like, if you can get the CG change, and if you can, if you can teach your fingers how to make that those change between those two chords, you'll be able to play the guitar. Now, whether or not that's actually technically mm, the truth, right. I believed it completely. And then I was just like, I learned those two. Then I added in a D, threw in an A for good luck. And that's half of every song is just basically those versions of those chord progressions. And I told myself, like, you get this. And then allowed myself, because normally I think I would be super like, oh, I can't read music or whatever. But yeah. It was also probably because I was on speed. It was the 90s. So I really needed something to uh, do. We were all you on know? speed in the 90s. Yeah. Right? I mean, you have to <laughs> fan fan and try to get skinny for your audition for <laughs> yeah. oh my some fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> for Jordash Jeans. For, for <laughs> Allie McBeal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just go immediately a commercial. Uh, yes. I don't do any real acting. <laughs> I didn't know you went to school for acting, Baron. Accidentally. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, how that No, accident? no, 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 no. What were you going to say? Here's what I thought. I thought you were just born in Los Angeles and started stand-up here. And I'm Ooh. wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know You're our friends wrong. at all. <laughs> well, You're deeply wrong. We get to see each other in, like, limited contexts. I swear you know? at some point, I... How did you... How long did you live here before you started doing stand-up? In L.A.? Well, I came yeah. to L.A. doing, having done 
been doing stand-up okay. for like about, okay, I started in Boston, and then I okay. was in New York. Boston. So about that time was 10 years, and then I moved to Los Angeles. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I moved to LA like 2011-ish, I want to say, something like that. Weird. I made up a whole different life for you. <laughs> That's fine, man. I'm like a, I was like a ninja to you. You're yeah, yeah. Like, it just comes yeah. and goes with the night. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke pellets away. Night. Yes. Where are you from? You're from uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Vegas. I think oh. we talked about this on wow. the last. Do you need a ride? You guys actually picked me up from at the airport. Yeah. You were one of our first episodes, I think. That's awesome. And we, yeah, we, of course, never, I mean, we haven't been in the car for uh, of obvious reasons, mm. but uh, we stopped going to LAX years before that. <laughs> we, 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 just, were forced, it, we were forced to stop going to LAX. Yeah. I was there recently, too, and I, uh, wow, they're doing a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah, happening. They're, they're trying to fix the whole thing at once, it feels like. There's like five lanes of stop traffic and you can't get over to the United the United Terminal. It's like everything takes an hour and a half. I'll start going there when they reopen that that Jetsons themed restaurant in the middle. Oh yeah. That stratosphere look. That was a restaurant? That, yeah, yeah, with the, the arches. Yeah. Apparently back in the day, that's where you you go and you rub elbows with the stewardesses. I don't know. It's really cool inside because in the mid-90s, they did have, like, they tried to revive it. I think there was a comedy night there one time. No way. And to go there and to be there, to park and to buy drinks, the whole thing cost everyone so much money. Everyone was like, we're never doing this again. Because it was like, we thought it was so cool and, like, you know, um, it was very, yes, timely, like that, you know— 60s mid-century like yeah. everyone's being hip and I was like how mu- that drink was 1270 what like it, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe how expensive it was and I had zero dollars yeah yes. airport prices <laughs> yeah we're like we're suckers for d- even being involved I wonder why it was there and why it's been closed it gives me the creeps actually when there's a building oh what the heck that I thought it was just like a elaborate statue well, yes, exactly, <laughs> with window, yeah. But it, I was yeah. like, wow, I guess that's something from the Chicago <laughs> State Fair? What is this? Yeah, yeah, it's an old West Epcot Center. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there it is, represents travel. There is old, there's like, I've, I've looked in the windows, there's like booths with cobwebs. Yeah, it's almost like ghosts. It, there's 360 windows, yeah. and it's like you basically can eat and watch planes take off and land, <laughs> and you can watch traffic, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it used like to be. That. Yeah, that's stuff people uh, love. Popular pastimes in the 60s, but no longer. I hate to say take it down and make more roads. Yeah. <laughs> but... but that place is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It needs the foot the square footage that really should be like three cutover lanes instead of that place. <laughs> LAX. And now I've moved away from LA. So I like live in Atlanta now. Oh, you're oh. in that's where you've moved again. Okay. Last time I saw you, you you and your wife is it Rhiannon? Is that yes. your wife? You were like helping her move. And I just made it about me. I'm like, so there's an apartment opening up in there? <laughs> that, that place off Vermont. Uh, 
and you were about to start a life together and and make two beautiful babies. And I was like, hey, how much? What's the? Is there air conditioning? And you drove off with all your belongings. Hey, we're all the heroes in our own story. Was there a deposit? <laughs> no, I'm a villain in a lot of mine. But then, <laughs> how's Atlanta? I want to yeah. hear about like le- you know the day to day life there. Is yeah. it beautiful? Is it? Uh, does the humidity get you? Well, having come from the hot, hot desert, you know, I was used to heat, mm-hmm. but this humidity thing is a little, I mean, I experienced that when I was in Boston and New York, but yeah. this is a very different, like Southern humidities, I think it seems like its own thing because yeah. there's yeah. also so much nature here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest, one of the biggest reasons we moved. Different pace, you know, like I was in LA for, I guess, 10 years. And now this is the new place. So it's yeah. kind of like every 10 years, in, in 10 years, I'm going to move from here. Like I just got here like a couple months ago. That's great. Oh, when, wow. Every time I've been there, and I I think this about a few cities, but when I was in Atlanta, I'm like, oh, I could easily live here. Yes. If there were a reason, I would move here immediately. I I I love it's it It's so there. green. It's a dope yeah. place. You know, there are things that I'm getting used to, like practical stuff, like humidity, but like also like, you know, I saw a deer the other day in our yard and I was like, so beautiful. I'm going to have to put up a fence, but so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to, I, me, literally yeah. has to put up or hire <laughs> someone to come put up a fence. Are you outside? Are you like in Roswell or something? Or are you no, in Atlanta? we're in Atlanta. We're wow. in Atlanta. This place is green. City deer? I, I think I recently heard that Atlanta has the second biggest tree canopy mm-hmm. of every major of the major cities. I don't know what the first one is. No yeah. idea. Somewhere in Florida, I bet, right? If it's like density of trees. Somewhere. No idea. But that makes sense because it's so green. It's very green. And there, I think that's even considered like a noxious weed or whatever, but there's a canopy of bushes that like grows over and and covers trees like alongside the freeway. It just looks like one giant bush, but it's like a spider web of... Is it like a I, I envy? Wish, or uh, ivy? Not ivy. ivy. <laughs> is it envy? Is it sloth? It, it's it is a like an, avarice. It totally like uh, like ivy climbs up on a building. This stuff will, and so they want it to. I guess it kills plants and trees that it covers and encapsulates. Well, and, that's a thing that I actually have to learn. I have to learn about nature a little oh, bit and how it yeah. works because I'm like I have to manage a little piece of land. What was I thinking? But no, it's, yeah. it's kind of amazing. Did you buy yeah, a lawnmower? Awesome. I did. I bought a lawnmower. Did you? Like the other day? (laughs) Literally a week ago. That's so funny. Is it a push one? This can't be done in any other way. I have to buy a lawnmower. That's great. I I put my hands on my hips like this. Yeah. Super dad. And pose. That's so great. It's different because in in, in LA, it's like you're trying to keep the grass alive with as little water (laughs) as possible. Yeah, yeah. But here it's like the grass is like, what's up? And like, Wait, why are you here? <laughs> because it's lush. 
boom, yeah. I'm grass. You know, you know, I personify everything. I'm so sorry. Boom, I'm grass. Boom, I'm grass. You're gonna have to buy a lawnmower. Do with it, ass. Anyway, I'm so sorry. See, this is the kind of environment these children grow up in. It's just data freestyling at all times about the grass. And they're like, is that funny or is this a problem? That's so, my dad used to do that stuff. He would like go off into little characters and I'd always, I would say, please talk like your real self. I remember, <laughs> and now I look back so thankful that he, don't stop doing is, is what I'm saying. No, but, I, but there are the times where I definitely have to talk like my real self. <laughs> yeah. I'm realizing like I can't become I can't become too much of a clown to these kids because they'll yeah, never yeah. listen to me. Yeah. They'll never res- they'll respect you. They'll never come home at midnight right. when I'm like, curfew. get over here. And you're like, what are you talking about, Bozo? Are you, are you, you're doing another character, mad guy? Yeah, Bro, yeah, I'll I be in my room. The ball in the cup. Leave me alone. <laughs> get <Okay>. away. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. <laughs> what else? <laughs> I don't know who he's that is, doing like all kinds of mime for a podcast. It's so funny <laughs> that, uh, yeah, to me, almost more adult than having children and becoming a father is buying your own lawnmower. That just yeah. blows my mind for some it's reason. It's next level. But it, yep. you're right. It is because we live here and no one owns their grass or takes care of it or, or it doesn't grow out of control. You don't, just wait for it to die or burn. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's a whole different environment. And I'm like, that's that's a big thing. It's like, it's a it's like it really changes my mood. It really mm-hmm. affects my mood. It's a very different pace of a place. You know, I like I don't want to call myself a high uh, a highly sensitive person, but uh <laughs> I'm I I'm I always felt like LA has this kind of, you know, for me at least I got to this place where I can no longer take the rush. If yes. that makes any sense. Right. Yes, it yeah, does. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know. And having to think about these kids, <laughs> these freaking <laughs> things I made, uh, <laughs> makes me go cut, like... Cut to a picture of the most beautiful baby you've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> hey, I grew up in apartments, you know? So it's like to be able right. to like have a little uh, house in a yeah. city like this is like, incredible you know nothing nothing like i feel like i'm doing i'm like jealous (laughs) of these (laughs) kids you know just like i didn't have a me all right (laughs) can you imagine me without a me that's what i was like (laughs) but you get a me isn't that crazy and they're like whatever clown anyway (laughs) then they just go run and beautifully cut grass (laughs) just like oh slow motion (laughs) yeah through sprinklers, your kids get to run through sprinklers. It's yes, great, absolutely. Oh, uh, also, isn't the food amazing in Atlanta? Like that's the that's the one thing I remember being on the road, and um, we got to go to really nice restaurants, and I was just like, "Holy shit! Everything here is the best. So yeah. delicious." There's a lot of great food out here. Absolutely, yeah. um, people care about it. We're still only at the beginning of it, you know, still getting used to it and all that stuff. But like, uh, yeah, loving it so far. Still got to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's new. Cr- you that's just, crazy. Yeah, you just got there. Is there uh, any of the shows you're acting on? Are they shooting there? Was there work reasons that brought you there also? No, I mean, I guess this was kind of a dream before, you know, the pandemic hit to kind of be able to move out here while I was working. 
but like now I'm kind of like a free agent, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grace and Frankie has concluded its run. Oh, okay. So like they dropped the last of the last of the last episodes that are out on Netflix. And I am, uh, you know, uh, uh, I want to say free. Yeah. And available. Call me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That show was on for a while. Was that like five years? Seven. Seven years. Seven wow. seasons. Eight years I was on that thing. Amazing. Uh, and when nice. I say thing, I mean great show. <laughs> I didn't mean yeah. to sound so condescending. Yeah, yeah. That's it's like it. I was on that thing. No. I was so on I that noun. <laughs> I just call my children those things. You know, <laughs> so I got to get rid of that. Like those things or that thing. It's disrespectful. Uh, that great show I was on. How long yeah. have you been Tom Servo on Mystery Science Theater? 3,000. 3,000. Uh, it has been about, this is the third oh, okay. season. So there's been little breaks then. Yeah, we had yeah, yeah. we had two seasons on Netflix that went down the drain for, mm. for reasons I'll never, I'll never know personally. But then uh, Joel Hodgson and the team got it got it back together and awesome. decided, hey, let's do another fundraiser. And they launched this their own platform, their own uh, streaming channel app thingy. Nice. Oh, wow. Called the Gizmoplex. Plex, Plex, Plex. Because, <laughs> yeah, I can watch. It, I, it's the best. I can watch that any time. I can have it on the background. I can sit and get high and watch it. I, Where did you grow my, up again, Chris? Montana. Oh, so you're 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 from the Midwest, kinda. I mean, the state is so large; it's the fourth largest state, mm. and it's so it's it goes pretty far. But it's also, you know, it's just uh, a two hours from Washington, so it's actually more Pacific Northwest. Like there's mm. Washington, there's a little thing of Idaho, then giant Montana, then you got a couple Dakotas. <laughs> And those Dakotas. Dakotas, I think, are considered yep. Midwest because you got the that Fargo thing. Your outer PN dubs. Yeah, I think mm. all right adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Is it different per the side, like the east or the west side of Montana? Because it's such a large state. Yeah, I haven't. It's so large that I never have been really to eastern Montana. I am on the mm. western edge, and I like it there. But What's there's in- no. What's in eastern Montana? A lot of uh, animals. The Dakotas. No, I mean, what what major city? (laughs) None. I mean, that's the thing. We're talking about the fourth largest state, and there's not even a million people in it. Whoa. So everything's happening on the, like, the southwestern corner? There is, in the very middle is Billings. I think that Mm. that is the largest city that has over 150,000 or something, but... That's kind of like Eastern Northern California where Mm. truly it's like, I've never been there and I don't know anyone who's ever been there. It's like a completely different state kind of. Yeah, it's also where the the mountains are on the Western edge, the Rocky Mountains. So you kind of want to, if you're in Montana, you want to be in the Montanas. That's (laughs) Spanish for mountain. (laughs) So in my opinion, it's the most beautiful part. My, that's my opinion. Oh, 
What yeah. I want to know is why you're resisting the idea that you're from the Midwest so hard. Like, what, what is it's you not, is fighting? It's that? just not the case. I should have gone along with it, though, as I usually <laughs> no. have my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is actually the, this is exactly the exact education about Montana that I needed today. It's easy to forget about North and also South Dakota. But they are Very the easy, separator yeah. between the Midwest and the West. Oh, truly, that's like the official dividing line? I think so, yeah. Mm, yeah. I didn't know that either. And you're yeah. from Northern California, Karen? I am. I'm from the I'm from basically the coast of Northern California. So the furthest west. What part of it? I'm from nor- the North Bay, so I Petaluma, which is about 30 miles north of San Francisco. Oh, yeah. That's having yeah. a kind of resurgence now. Because I think because so many people left San Francisco when it got so expensive and, right, the dot-com boom kind of drove everybody that, like, when I lived there in the 90s, I think I paid 350 bucks a month rent. I had two roommates and we had a beautiful, like, Victorian, (laughs) the first floor of the Victorian in uh, the upper Haight. And I paid, like, almost nothing for rent. And I look back now, like... We were, it was, we were living off the fat of the land in the 90s. It was totally Ooh, insane compared yeah. to now. Yeah, I wish, I wish I could have been around for that. I'm glad I started in Austin, but the San Francisco scene, it seems so cool. Yeah, that is, I hate to say that seems like it's the coolest. It's yeah. always still to me. Well, you know what, it, it's, it was a, when I went there and I started as not even an opener, but like a just someone in the audience hoping to God someday I would be able to get to do comedy here. It was like, the headliners were like Mark Marin, Dana Golden, Greg Proops. Right. Mm. And then the like, fra- the um, like mid-class, you know, the middlers or whatever were Greg Barrett, Patton Oswalt, Blank Patch. It was just like, Sully McCullough. There was all these people Mm. that it was like, everybody was so good at stand-up comedy in a different way. So you kind of could go like, oh, I want to be like that and I want to be like that. And there was, and everybody was so virulently anti-hack. It was like, it was really, um, the pecking order was about originality kind of in Mm. a way that I feel like it was a huge advantage in terms of being able to be creative instead yeah. of going, you need to fit into the setup punchline system and like be the best of that style. The whole idea was originality. It yeah. felt like to me. I'm so going to call felt- it the birthplace of alt comedy. There, I've said it. <laughs> wow. Be careful Stop. right now. I finally Stop. used that. Stop exp- yelling. Th- that expired <laughs> phrase. Sorry. I did get very close to the mic for that. I'm sorry. I feel like every scene though, every city has had like, I want to say, like, two major waves. Like, every major comedy city, I would say. Including Atlanta, Austin, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Boston, even where... Even where I started. (laughs) Even where I started. Yeah. But it's kind of like... It's interesting to see, because I feel like, right now, every single city, the personality of every single city is shifting in this, this way. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... A city, what we knew a city to be about in a lot of ways is becoming irrelevant, if that's if that yeah. makes any sense. Right. Where it's like yeah. San Francisco is like, un, to me at least, is like nothing like what it, what I, it's like a fully different vibe, that whole place. Yeah. Yeah, same with especially. Austin, same with Los Angeles, same with New York. 
you know, like every place is like shifting. I think Atlanta is part of, you know, every place is like entering a different, uh, wait a minute. It's the Roaring Twenties. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. But don't roar too loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep it down. When I was in Austin, there was that keep it weird thing. I got, I would roll my eyes. People would say it. It was on bumper stickers. People would, you know, be painting unnecessary murals. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, oh, I get it. Everyone here's an artist. People would walk around with film reels, wearing <laughs> director hats. Uh, <laughs> Yelling cut and action. Yeah. What yeah, they have no yeah. right to do. In tra- like people directing traffic by yelling cut and action to let you know. Uh, <laughs> everyone action. was a filmmaker. And now it's just kind of become a, a thriving, you know, a regular city. I, it's yeah. good and bad, I suppose. But most people that live there would probably complain about it. Because, it, you know, when I lived there, it was 500,000 people. And now what? Yeah. Two million? I don't know. <laughs> well, this pandemic really, like, I feel like exacerbated a huge shift of population. Yeah. Yes. What In this mofo. And by mofo, I mean United <laughs> States of America. Los Angeles. What connection did you have to Atlanta, if, if any? Baron, why'd you choose that place? Well, I mean, I do have a couple connections to the comedy scene here. You know, sure. um, I kind of love that Atlanta has a thriving stand-up comedy scene that yeah. has professional uh, live equity theater. Equity theater. Classically trained. Baron Vaughn is classically trained. He's classically trained. Yeah. That doesn't mean I I'm try. good. Um, but uh, also there's film and television here. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I can work in New York. I can work in LA. I feel like we're in this time where it kind of doesn't matter where you live. Yeah. You know, True. like, not that I'm saying everybody needs to travel everywhere, but there's a lot of new ways to work remotely. When yeah. you, I feel like, traveling is not that hard. And like, for me, at least I'm going to try to, you know, I don't do it unless I have to, which is not necessarily the best because I didn't never take a vacation, but like, because I'm like, I was like, I'm available for something. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a lawnmower guys. <laughs> well, that's almost, it's good in a way. It's almost like getting taken out. Because I think a lot of the time, and I always say, LA is a young man's game. It's like, you're here, you're doing sets every night, you're trying to see and be seen and be known and all that, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, in this stage of your life, it's a different, it's a downshift in some ways. Like Mm -hmm. now, you don't have to compete for it anymore because you're known. And then now you get to do next level stuff, you know? And there's something, suffice it to say, that I think is here for me creatively. Yeah. I feel like there's something for me here that I need in my soul. So I came to yeah. find it. That's that makes so any, great. Yes. That makes any sense. Yeah. Way more than LA, where yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> what, how, what of your soul are you going to be able to find in fucking LA? Atlanta specifically has it, though. Just like interacting with people there. I I have, I always feel good there. I think uh, uh, that's a good place to be. I love that. Who city. knows? You know, it's a, it's a 
it's a chance. It's trying something different. So yeah. I have a good feeling about it. And, you know, part of it is also hoping that it'll make me focus when I yeah. come to L.A. Yeah. So it's kind of all these, quote unquote, grown up quotations, grown up. Right. When you drive your lawnmower to L.A. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah let's talk about what everyone's thinking. What'd you get? A Toro? A Briggs and Stratton? What'd you get? I am John not Deere? What... going to tell you because I think it's slightly embarrassing because my neighbor oh. has a Toro. Oh. Okay. And I, know I looked it you... up and I'm like, what? What? what Can you, I what guess? No. Did you get one of those lime green electric lawnmowers? Definitely not. Definitely okay. not. <laughs> My no, head. I just got something that's a little low tech for now. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you don't need to get a riding lawnmower. I don't expect you to. No, have no, 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 no. Thing this... with a steering wheel and smokestacks on it. And also, bro, I still don't know this land. <laughs> You right. know, you, when you when yeah. you meet someone the first time, do you cut off all their hair? You're right, man. You're right. Or do you feel their head and figure out yeah. what shape? You got to massage the horticulture, dude. Lawn, the <laughs> lawn is the haircut of the land, man. You're right. You don't just buzz it and send it off to the army. Right, I'm feeling for bumps. I need to yeah. know its destiny. Oh, this is your lawn has a disgusting scalp. <laughs> what is this dandruff no just a little poison ivy <laughs> oh head bumps i do like that idea though it's real brave to make a change like that because that is perfect for creativity you're so right in that way where it's like new stuff new spots like things that stimulate you in a new way it's that like to me here comes your sitcom script about, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's how that stuff gets born is yeah. when you, people go out and actually have real experiences, um, you know, as opposed to looking at what other people are doing on social media and being like, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, I'm yeah. also an expert. I'm not going to say I don't get sucked into that black hole every now I and do. then. But <sighs> I do too. Impossible not and to. It, it does not provide inspiration. Yeah, you got to like travel and do it. Be other places. Even yeah. things make me, I feel like everything I see on social media either makes me envious or angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Or scared. Of course, it's just a border, <laughs> border baseline scared. <laughs> yeah. That's just there all, the whole time. The algorithm I've built for myself on, on videos that are sent to me through Instagram is things that'll make me cry. Oh. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. People being nice to each other or animals, small animals riding on the back of a swimming <laughs> other animal, stuff like that. I just cry and I found out, yeah, that's a form of entertainment. A lot of people like scary movies. A lot of people like comedy. Not me. I, I like performing <laughs> it, but I don't like watching it. But show me a good cry film. Ugh. Yeah. I like those videos where people find a starving dog on the side of the road. Yes. And you're just like, you start the video brokenhearted. But then and look then at the, you get to watch the rehabilitation. See it fat and covered feeding babies. Yeah. Running in a field fat. Yeah. And then you're just like, we're gonna be okay. No more skin bumps. <laughs> 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 bump scalp, bumpy scalps. Yeah. Bumpy scalps. This no more. dog had a bumpy scalp. 
And that's why we named it Bumpy Scalp. <laughs> yeah. Bumpy Scalp. Bumpy. Bumpy Scalp Esquire. We're thinking about changing the dog's <laughs> name since he's so smooth now. Bumpy Scalp P.I. <laughs> Baron, are you going to get any pets? Yeah. Do you think? Well, I have some of the dumbest allergies. <laughs> oh, yeah. And... um I've been looking at all kinds of alternatives. You know, the most scientifically proven ones, it seems, for allergies are, well, acupuncture apparently helps for allergies. Oh. Uh, but that's only like seasonal allergies. But for pet allergies, there's like a series of shots Yeah. that you can do with like self-administered. So it's like, I'm allergic to dogs and cats. I wasn't always. Yeah. Um, Maybe you're just sitting on your wallet. I, a lot you know of what? the see the sciatic nerve controls a lot of our. I, I was I was we, sitting on the wallet of my nervous system. If you know what I mean. Yeah, they need to have you. I wonder. It sounds crazy, but going somewhere and just having an animal near your face to really test to see if it's hypoallergenic, and if not, it's like okay, never mind. You can keep that one. How do you find out if you're going to be allergic or not? Yeah. Well, you know, you got to go to some kind of allergist. Yeah. And then you get tested for all this blah, blah, blah. And as far as I understand, like, there really is not still a real scientific reason for allergies. They always say that, like, allergists, I remember the last time I went to an allergist, they're like, Muh, about yeah. why I'm allergic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But just kind of like, but you are, so shoopity-doopity-doop and take this. <laughs> yeah. Shoopity-doopity-doop was, was the needles, by the way, uh, for the listeners at All home. the needles coming toward you. Shoopity-doopity-doop. I played it for the camera. stabity This was for Karen and Chris, guys. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, I've I've had a couple shots, you know, for some food stuff. And... I'm going to try to do it for some pet stuff. Like, it, it depends, you know. But I, I feel like my dumb allergies are not reason enough, right. if you will, to deprive these children of <laughs> right. having a dog or a cat. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny. When I moved to Austin, and it made sense because you, you like, look into the air and it's like a Claritin commercial. There's just giant feather balls flying <laughs> and pollen. You can see it in the air and people would get like cedar fever where they literally would get a fever like and be sick and have to stay home and it's an allergic reaction and I always thought grow up like I was like <laughs> judging people for having allergies because when in Austin I did not have any kind of seasonal allergies hmm. cut to me moving to LA and I swear to God the first thing I'm allergic to was the ocean like the ocean breeze what? you would think the cleanest air, it's, it's since I've moved away from the ocean, like to downtown LA, I don't have allergies. That whole thing with like black mold, it probably was because that sea air made black mold grow it. Like I had a, that uh, wet environment. Yeah. But I was constantly sneezing. I was miserable. Wow. By the beach. And now I'm fine now that I'm in a, I, I just, and I've never had that where they poke your arm and rub different irritants on you. It seems very primitive a way to find out what you're allergic to, right? I mean, it's I just, haven't really looked into it. Maybe there's been more advances. I'm sorry, what were we going to say, Karen? 
I was just going to say it's real direct because I got, that's, when I was little, I had terrible allergies and very bad asthma. So I used to have to go get a shot at the Kaiser in the next town over once a week. And Mm. then every once in a while, they would run the tests and they would either do it up both arms or they would do it down your spine and they would poke, 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 poke. And it would be, and then every, and they would write numbers next to it. So they knew what they were were testing you for. That seems like shit from the eighties. I can't believe they still do that. (laughs) The 1780s. Yeah. Yeah, Mine looked like a, I want to say it was like a, it looked like, (laughs) like a ice cube tray, except. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Except every ice cube was a needle (laughs) that was numbered, and they had a corresponding piece of paper, and they put it on my back in a very specific order so they could see to the number what was what. But, like, it's also like... So what are you allergic to then? What did they... What was the uh, culprit? Everything. That's what's so dumb about it. They say if you just had a severe allergic reaction, which I had... Then you're going to come back allergic to everything because yeah. your your allergies is making your immune system go, ah, you know, going Viking. Yeah, it's going yeah. Viking. <laughs> Vikings too, you know. It's going Dave Eggers and the Northmen. It's berserking, I believe, is what they... (laughs) Berserker, exactly. I just watched the Northmen. I really loved it, and I don't know why. It's such. It's. Uh, there's something very specific. I just really love when something is old and based in the truth because I'm like, this is the education I didn't get. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, oh, look at these Vikings. This is how the Vikings used to do stuff. And like, <laughs> it, is that true? I'm not sure. It's not, <laughs> it, the, it wasn't you. the point of the movie, but yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I like a peek into the past, like that idea that you could mm. even, you could see history somehow would be very thrilling to me. Mm. And also Bjork makes a cameo. What? Um, Yes. So that alone is worth the price of admission. I recommend. You're supposed to say spoilers. No, I'm not joking. Uh, <laughs> Bjorkers. Bjork spoiler. <laughs> you know what's weird? And I don't mean to ch- Last night at two in the morning, I woke up and I ordered a Bjork shirt. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Were you sleepwalking? No, I was, I was uh, sort of. I mean, I was laying down, but I ordered Compulsively a shirt. Compulsively shopping. I- I forgot uh-huh. about it till right now. I'm like, I wonder why I ordered that. And then all of a sudden, Karen brings up Bjork. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Do you see? Wow. It's a full coincidence, but whatever you Watch need, me, Chris. Tonight, I'm going to wake up to go pee or whatever at three in the morning and just order a lawnmower. Yes. Hey, and other people are dictating my purchases. <laughs> no, I definitely did not get a lawnmower that is like, I mean, some of them are very expensive. Like, it's yes. a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's a right. Oh, it's... If you've never thought about them ever in your life, why would you all of a sudden throw well, thousands of... it's not that of- I've never thought about them. It's been a long time since I've lived in a place where I had to mow a lawn, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, So I got something that's going to tide me over until we figure out. Like, that's well. what I mean. It's like, I got some scissors. I didn't get shears. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You got to test it out and you got to see what if you need a weed whacker or, you know what I mean? Like it's the tool has to fit the yard, not vice versa. And it's the same with acting. Oh, (laughs) the tool has to fit the yard. (laughs) Just take the word yard and replace it with part and we're out of here. (laughs) I'm throwing my things. You can't even see it. It's like throwing things as a punchline. Throw throw your coffee table book (laughs) off the table. 
Yes. Yeah, you're going to, you know what? That's one of the benefits wearing a mat. When you're out there kicking up allergens with your new mower, just wear that. Yes. Wear that mask. Yeah. I, wouldn't that work? I do. I have to say, Baron, you said that line about acting <laughs> <laughs> exactly at the one hour mark of this podcast. It was like a per- the perfect button for hey. this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boom. And 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 as usual for me, there's always like a perfect ending point, and then I continue. <laughs> I continue. I my I the amount of times I've ended a comedy set with I should have ended on that uh, is it it makes me shudder to even. Think. That's the name of your next album. <laughs> I yeah. should have ended on that. Yes. yes. I honestly, I'm going to write that down because that's yeah, a great. Should. I'm going to write it on my arm. <laughs> And then uh, poke poke yourself and see what you're allergic yeah, yeah. to underneath it. It turns out I'm a, I'm allergic to uh, Micron pens. <laughs> That's actually kind of painful. Well, I'm excited for your future with your family in Atlanta. All excited about a new life. That's that's very. Uh... I'm excited about your sitcom script that I absolutely <laughs> know is coming yeah. because of this experience. Hey, I'm trying to work on it. What is a yeah. sitcom anymore? You know, I know. I mean, there's so yeah. many different versions of it. Yeah, it's no longer like a fake room where people enter into an apartment and you can see the wall moving. No, but that's still <laughs> some of it. <laughs> yeah, some still people, out there. Some of yes. those are coming back, and for some reason, I am not. And I, it, it actually deters me from watching when it's an actual, like, hey, remember the old sitcom setup where it's a set, and for some reason, I, I'm like, yeah, that's that's. A bygone, but it's not. It is not. It has not gone by for no. me. For me, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. happening. Yeah yeah. 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 Well, and also, let's not negate in case Baron wants to eventually make that. A, he could view a three-camera sitcom. You could do a five-camera sitcom. You could do an eight-camera sitcom and be the first. What about a single cam? Single. Just Ooh. one. one what camera. about takes. a half of a camera? What? Yeah. Like the lens. GoPro that's yeah. turned away. <laughs> like a camera from Willy Wonka's office. She's like, everyone wears GoPros, like hidden yeah. GoPros under a yeah. wig. Right, I yes. like that. It's a wig that is a camera. <laughs> and it's blocking itself constantly. Here's the other catch. No one's doing sound. The sound is awful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. The sound is no. UHF. It all sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> yeah. This we got a hit. <laughs> yeah, this high def shit is from the Name past. it Atlanta 2. <laughs> and then you're all set. Yeah, Atlanta 2. The sequel <laughs> to the other TV show. The and unauthorized. People would be like, oh my God, I didn't know there was going to be another one. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, it was great to see you. Yeah. And I'm so happy for your f- growing family and your, um, yeah, all your things. Well, Right, Thanks. right. When I was saying I haven't seen you in so long, you're just breaking it to me. Well, well, it's you're going to see me even less. It's going to be longer. <laughs> uh, well, you know, look me up when y'all are in Atlanta. Yeah, you'll. I won't even. I won't even warn you. I'll just be knocking on your door. I yes. do look forward to future to future run-ins and collaborations, and so it's good to see you both as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I miss awesome. miss you. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, you've been terrific. You've been Baron Vaughn, everyone, and you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R! This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. 
mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.